Hello, this is Khalees and this is Khalees Exists and it is episode 11 of series 2, it is the 16th of May 2021 and now I've finally done a podcast a week in a row. Oh, aren't I special? <laughs> How you doing? Alright, oh, that's good to hear, good. Uh, so we had a bit of drama. <sighs> Something happened to us tonight in this house. Something every household dreads. That one thing that could really disturb your evening. The internet has stopped. Bum, bum, bum. It's only when you lose the internet do you realise that all forms of entertainment, especially during lockdown, are tied to the internet. There is not a single thing, unless, you know, you're a well-adjusted human being and you can whittle or, you know, you and your family are just by the campfire playing old old songs knees up mother brown knees up mother brown you know doing charades like it's 1942 but um otherwise you know us modern people we're all connected aren't we all connected to the internet my housemate she was hungover and you know sunday wants to watch a film it's about about to start it and then boom it went you're thinking wow she can't watch a film can she no oh she can you know why they call me crazy. They say, you've got too many DVDs. Khalees, why, why are you just still buying Blu-rays? No one buys Blu-rays anymore. <laughs> they laughed at me, they did. Laughed at me. <laughs> now I'm the one laughing. <laughs> I'm the one laughing. I've got all the films I tell Every single one of them. On DVD, Blu-ray, Betamax, whatever you need. <laughs> internet won't stop me watching entertainment. It won't stop me, goddamn you. It won't stop me. Anyway, so... <laughs> Luckily, I came down with like four massive CD wallets full of DVDs and was like, right, here you go, watch one of these. I'm prepared. I'm prepared for no internet, me. I know, you're probably thinking, wouldn't you just like, you know, read a book? I mean, I could if I was a better person. Um, (laughs) uh, I have like bit, you know, moments where I read loads of books and then somewhere just can't concentrate. Or like I try and read them on a... I can't read them on a bus because I feel sick. If I read on a tube, I'll fall asleep. But if I read in a car, I'll crash. I have a lot of films though. What I realised though, like with my DVDs, I don't, back when I used to buy them, I didn't really buy films that I loved. Like I wouldn't say I've got like a whole collection of my favourite films. I've got like films that I bought, you know, back when they, you know, free for £20 in HMV. Or the Computer Game Exchange or CEX. Right? Well, everything's like, you got like a 99p or a pound DVDs. But all of them, they've got a pass, those DVDs. They're all sticky. Have you noticed that? They're all sticky. They smell because someone's come in and they've, you know, they're selling all their kids' Disney DVDs so they can go back to the bookies. You know, there's always a. <laughs> you're like, oh, I bought this for a pound. Someone has sold this uh, for drugs. That's. Actually, my um, I knew people who worked in HMV, and apparently, what most of CX's stock used to be stolen from HMV. So, like, people would go in, nick them from HMV, and then go and sell them at CEX. Um, <laughs> and I think they pretty much knew. So, you, you know, it would be cheaper instead of buying from HMV, you just go and CX and buy the same stock, just you know, stolen to half price. <laughs> so, I've got a load of films that I bought. Age, you know, I bought like. 20 years ago and uh being like oh you know what oh, oh, oh this is good i should watch this i still haven't watched it <laughs> and now i look at it and go, that, that's definitely not good but when i was 15 you know taken 17 and 
the born supremely outstayed its welcome were <laughs> were inviting were inviting films that is the interesting thing though of like having something you've collected since a young age like you know because i used to collect dvds since probably whenever they started so like oh, i don't know 11 12 first two dvds i had were rush hour and uh what was the other one austin powers 2 the spy who shagged me actually the first film i had wasn't a film first dvd i had was a compilation of the rock it was <laughs> a compilation of the rock's best like moments or whatever and i remember um there was an older kid i knew called bobby at school and uh he was a couple years older and sometimes i see him in the playground and I'd talk to him and his mates and i think it was really cool because i was talking to the older kids yeah a couple of years older and uh, I was talking to one of his friends who was like, um, oh, what DVDs you got? Back when, you know, people only had like five DVDs, right? <laughs> when they were brand new. And I was like, oh, I've got this. I've got The Rock. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've got The Rock too. It's great, isn't it? With Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. I was like, no, no, see, it's the wrestler. And they were like, they all looked at me like, oh, we thought this kid was cool, man. <laughs> Should have just lied. Should have, yeah, yeah, the, the Sean Connery one. Yeah, that's, that's the one. I remember, so here's the thing now, I've been doing this podcast for a while, but with so many breaks, that I'm like, have I told them this story before? Am I just repeating myself? I don't know, but I'm going to tell you anyway. But I remember I had, on Christmas Day, my mum had bought this pack, it was like, I don't know, three DVDs for some misc amount of money, uh, which were Austin Powers to um, Rush Hour, like I said, and then Blade, right? And my brother got given Blade, and I got given Austin Powers too. And he, he already had played. And I really wanted Blade. And he wanted Austin Powers too. And we were going to do a swap. Uh, my mum vetoed it. And she was like, no, that's why I gave you Blade. It's an 18. You shouldn't have that. Oh, uh, that was the, one of the films as a kid I really wanted to watch. The weird thing is, I watched a lot of violent films very early. Like I saw like Robocop when I was four. All these things. Um, but then it was like a later on where you know my mum changed the rules a little bit so it was harder to watch certain things uh blade was one of them all my friends at school had seen blade and i really wanted to see blade because it just I, it's one of those films where it was like an 18 or whatever or maybe it was 15 it's probably an 18 um but like it's like aimed at like a sort of 12 year olds you know <laughs> 12 year old boy market there's a few of those films um where you're like you know it's, it's got a guy a cool guy in the cover he's got sunglasses and a black leather coat and a sword and he kills vampires that's a film for 12 year olds but you know it's it's it, the certificate is, is too high for them however it should be that high because uh, what i hate now is all action films these days they're all they're all like 12s right so you never really see a punch right the punch comes towards and they cut and the guy's falling over they have to have like 400 cuts a minute so like they can get through the uh, certification because you, you just too quick to see anything. And then you end up feeling nauseous, right? And then, you know, that was the sort of born supremacy days and all that stuff. And then obviously John Wick came in and slowed things down. Everything was done in one shot. We're kind of still in that style at the moment. But going back to The Rock, I would love to see The Rock. My problem with The Rock, all the films they make, those are these clean, overly lit sort of 12A, you know, action films. And they're all just meh. I want to see him do some film where he just, he just goes nuts. It's just him, like, pounding people in the face. You know, he's got bloody knuckles. And he's having a 
a vicious bar fight. That's what I want to see. I want to see him do a proper R-rated action film. Instead, he does all this sort of like slightly family-friendly kind of, hey, I'm I'm the rock. I'm here to save the day. And you're like, dude, you're a bloody monster. Look at you. You shouldn't be walking around with doing family films. And stuff. Hey, uh, you know, at the end, there's a bit of action in it. You know, maybe something explodes. But at the end, it's like, I just realised that I love my family. No, I want to see him in a film where he's just fucking, you know, tearing people's heads off and throwing their bodies across the bar that's what i want to see because <laughs> you know that's what i'm into and i'm disturbed it's like you know if you're gonna see a fight don't i, I don't want it to like 80s a-team style fight you know where it's just shots of people like firing machine guns and people jumping <laughs> no one gets shot they just jump they just leap through the air as mr t goes he fooled and no one ever gets hurt. Either, you know, do something, do a film about something else, you know? Either, you know, love or family, whatever. Some silly comedy where it's just some guy falling down the stairs. You know, like some old Chevy Chase film. Be some family film. And then he's just falling downstairs for 10 minutes. Uh, and it, it does a service because when the kids see, uh, you know, their parent fall down the stairs, they laugh before they realise he's dead. Now, um, <laughs> but yeah, if you're going to do action, do, do proper, do proper, give me some blood gore and you know bones cracking i i realize though i'm i'm a lot more immune to that stuff than a lot of people you know i i'm fine with gore most of the times i just laugh which makes me look like a bit of a psychopath but it's just because it's mainly because like with horror and stuff i know it's fake like i know that you know it's not someone really getting their heart ripped out there's some and i can just i work in films so what I see is I see all the people like, you know, spending like six hours beforehand going, right, okay, let's try and get this prosthetic working. Uh, John, I don't really like the colour of the heart, you know. It should be more red. It's a bit too pink, you know. And they go around that for, and then, you know, the actress is like, oh, my hair's not ready, you know. It, but the blood splats on it. It needs to be a bit more, you know, it needs to have a bit more volume to get the hairspray out. I see all that. So I find it hard when I see gilt gore. I don't go, oh, that's disgusting. I go, oh, that... That's like maple syrup with, uh, <laughs> with you know, some uh, red dice and tomato sauce and the tears of the special effects person. Okay, now on to Doggy Coin. Right, for anyone who's been looking at that, Doggy Coin is cryptocurrency, you know, like Bitcoin. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a fake money. It's another way. It's <sighs> See, money's all is a bit fake anyway, though, isn't it? Because people are saying that, oh, it doesn't really exist. But money doesn't really have value itself. Like the piece of paper is itself, if it isn't really worth anything, right? I mean, I know they put a lot of money into that crappy little plastic stuff, which I've ripped many times. By the way, people say it's indestructible. Not with Khalees. It's been in my pocket for a half an hour. It will be nothing but shreds. Nothing survives my pockets. Um, <laughs> take that as you will. But that's weird, though. Do you ever think about that? Like, suddenly, if everyone agreed to go, you know what? Uh, money doesn't mean anything then the billions you could have in the bank, just nothing. Because there's nothing you can really do with it. Like, say you have billions of pounds. It's only worth that if other people go agree that that money is worth that. If everyone decided to go, oh, no, we're not really into money anymore, then you can't, all you could do, <laughs> make a little, you know, Eiffel Tower out of it. I don't know. Does it, you know, actually, it's not even as good as the lollipop sticks or matchsticks. You can, you can build things to those. It's very hard to make a tower out of notes. So, um, 
I think that's why, you know, people invest in gold. But even gold, when you think about it, I know, you know, it can be used for some sort of electrical things and there are some uses of it. But mainly, people just went, oh, that's shiny. Let's kill all the Native Americans so we can have it all. That's what happened. They just went, oh, that looks kind of nice. But it, it's just a gold rock. It's just a coded rock. That's all it is. If people, it's just so fascinating to me that if people suddenly went, ah, not really. Gold's not that cool. Diamonds? Eh. Yeah, kind of pretty, I guess. Yeah, not really. No, the dogs, I think they're a girl's best friend now. Which I'm guessing, I'm pretty sure it just came from some marketing campaign, right? Someone, girl, what if we say diamonds are a girl's best friend? You're like, it's a bit, you know, there's definitely some sexism going on there because, men, we get, we get dogs, right? You know, a companion, intelligent creatures who, you know, have found a way to make us pick up their shit. They're like, oh, women, they can have a, they can have a sort of pointless, sort of shiny uh, glass-like object. Here you go. Because <laughs> it's that old thing they say, isn't it? Like, uh, oh, if uh, Russia released all of their diamonds or the beers, uh, Badirs, whatever that fucking horrible company's called, they released all their diamonds, you could buy an apple-sized diamond for a pound or whatever, so that, you know, they're keeping them. But if everyone knows that, then surely people should go, well... Well, they're not that valuable then. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to pay this money for it. But we know you're, you're stashing them somewhere. So, uh, Sodja. But now we don't. People still go, oh, it's shiny. I must be important because I have shiny thing. Are we really descended from apes? Are you sure it's not magpies? <laughs> now, back to doggy coin. Oh, man. Did you guys uh, miss my wild tangents? Going from one stream of consciousness to the next. And I can't even say the word consciousness in this. Now, doggy coin... Um, so people are looking for the next Bitcoin, right? Because everyone is kind of annoyed that they missed the opportunity to become an easy billionaire. I am. I almost bought. I almost bought Bitcoin when it was really cheap as well. When it was like a couple of quid or maybe even less. I almost bought loads or some, uh, and I didn't. And so now I I, I like to wake up every morning and hit my head against the mirror and go, Doh, Doh, should have bought Bitcoin. Duh, should have bought Bitcoin. So now everyone's looking for the next Bitcoin. And Doggy Coin, which is, you know, the height of ironic humour. Ha ha, isn't it silly? Let's put all our money in it. And I almost bought some because I, I almost fell for that too. That, oh, what if I bought a thing for, for nothing and it suddenly became a millionaire overnight and I could retire and, you know, run around with a pack of beagles, uh, firing guns in the air because I have my own island and no one's going to stop me. But I didn't because I looked at it and it was like, there's a kind of limit to how much it can be worth. Uh, and, you know, it's going to be a flash in the pan currency. You know, if it does get worth like a dollar or, you know, a pound, then um, it won't stay there for long because everyone will sell it and all that stuff. So I didn't, right? And now it's starting to look like maybe, I was like, oh God, maybe I could have made some money from it. And then I saw this article and it was like, man makes $2 million from Ducky Corner. I was like, oh, there we go. I've missed it. And then I looked at it and was like, wait, he invested £250,000 to, to do that. And, he, you know, I guess he's got like, what, eight times his money back? Wait, he's made eight times, he's got eight times worth of his money. And uh, he's made seven, but I don't know. This isn't a math show. <laughs> He didn't he didn't listen to this to listen to me work out maths badly. Or well, maybe you did. 
And he did it all through debt, though. And I was like, because I was like, oh, right, well, where has he got, you know, a quarter of a million dollars to spare? And it's like, apparently he maxed out his credit cards. He got loans. And I was like, you can get that much loaned? Like, I can lo- I can get £250,000 through credit cards and loans? Like, he's got to have some money anyway, right? But apparently now he's not going to sell it. So it's like, he hasn't made it then, has he? Like, he has... He has the value of that at the moment, but it's like he's made two million dollars. He hasn't though, because tomorrow it could be like people are like yeah, it's a, fuck it. Who needs a coin named after dogs, right? And then it's worthless. But then if he sold it, then the whole thing would collapse. So in some ways, people need to hold it. But then if they hold it, they don't really have the money, <laughs> right? It's all a bit mad, and I'm glad I didn't get involved. It's all that pesky Elon Musk's fault. Oh, I'll get you, Elon. Putting your tweets out. I mean, to have the power where you can tweet about something and the value will skyrocket, but purely because you just put one message. Doesn't happen for me. I put on one tweet and then, I don't know, 20 people unfollow me. Not because it's offensive, just because, like, oh, that guy exists. (laughs) No, that's not what happened. It's just silence, usually. Because Twitter isn't really, Twitter doesn't really, it's not a thing anymore. It's not a social media. It's not like Instagram where you get likes and people interact and they actually look at it for things. You know, TikTok people look at it for, you know, funny videos. Well, I say funny videos, someone lip syncing. I don't know, people are fascinated with that. I don't understand it. Oh, well, I'm old. But Twitter is just, uh, it's where you go to have a fight. <laughs> it's where you, you go to either make people cry, right? Or to just be a dick because either you're not, you know, brave enough to do it in person, or you know, you've been such a dick to all your friends and family, they no longer talk to you. So you have to scrabble around looking for someone going, Oh, I really enjoyed um the new book by John Grisham. And then you can go, John Grisham sucks. You suck and you're gonna die. Right? That's what Twitter's there for. Also, you know, you can have a fun argument with racists because you miss going home at Christmas. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to look at Twitter and see what's trending right now at eight minutes past ten on a Sunday night. And I'll, I'll, maybe I'll say something funny about it. What we got? Ass wipes. Uh, <laughs> that's literally what is trending. Or it's not just what's trending. I think it's what they think I'd be interested in. I don't know if, you know, maybe they know about my pals problem. But I don't know what they mean by ass wipes. They're just calling various people ass wipes. And you click on it. There's some weird. There's a lot of political stuff. You get Boris Johnson, uh, some Keir Starmer because that's Twitter. It's just left people and right people just shouting at each other. That's the only reason it exists. What else have we got? We got um, Fury versus Joshua. So Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, the big fight of our generation. It's finally going to happen. Uh, so they can make loads of money. They'll probably be rather disappointing. <laughs> No, I hope it's good. I really hope it's going to be good. Um, you know, it's like my generation's Ali and Fraser or Ali and Foreman. Uh, we have this. We have, uh, you know, a decent athlete, but not like the most exciting fighter in the world. Although Joshua, you know, when he lost to Ruiz, he's actually come back and it, it's helped him actually, that loss. And then he's going up against Tyson Fury, who... If you look at him just when he's coming out against mental health, he's really inspiring, inspiring, and I really like that. But then if you look at all the other stuff he says <laughs> and all the homophobic, troublesome stuff he said, yeah, it's difficult, but a very good boxer and a giant. 
and uh, surprise, you know, surprisingly technical and crafted boxer. But who knows what's going to happen? I tell you what will happen, lads. Uh, he'll they'll they'll fight. It won't be quite what you're expecting, uh, and then there'll be a rematch for more money. That's that's what that's what's going to happen. All right, what else is uh, trending on Twitter? Steve Davis, surely not the what the snooker player? Oh no, I think a Scottish football writer's player of the year. Okay, right. Well, that's boring. Uh, I have just learned there's a Netflix snooker. <laughs> this will interest no one but me. Netflix has done a Gods of Snooker documentary, and I'm going to watch the shit out of that. 1970 snooker. Oh, Alex Higgins with a pint on the on the table with a with a packet of B and H. Oh, that is that's <laughs> that's my sort of sport. Men with receding hairlines, chain smoking and downing pints while also pulling off trick shots in a quiet room. Oh, uh, what else? Trend- Marxism is trending. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> and then I get up. Space Force Commander removed after saying Marxism is infiltrating the military. Right. Uh, <laughs> a few questions. Uh, just six million questions about that. First, Space Force Commander. What the fucking year is it? I don't know. I don't know. Trump did his, made his Space Force. But I thought Biden would just sort of put that under a carpet somewhere. That was a weird thing to read. Space Force Commander. Space Force Commander removed after saying Marxism is infiltrating the military. Are they sure this isn't like an old Star Trek episode? <laughs> there seems to be communists on the wing. There's communists everywhere. I can't redistribute the wealth, Commander. The whole economic system will blow. What else is training? Oh, John Travolta. Okay. <laughs> is he dead? That's usually what you do. You play that game, right? The, oh, someone's trending. Are they dead? And then there's you click on it and you always know they're not dead because someone has posted that gif of a relieved Denzel Washington. And you go, ah, okay, they're still alive. I haven't seen it done for Denzel Washington yet. Surely there's going to be a time when he's trending and someone's going to go, oh, Oh, phew, and they, they post, you know, a relieved Denzel Washington. So, yeah, I don't really know where John Travolta's trending. I'm going to use this chance to recommend a John Travolta film. Have I recommended this film before? I don't know. But my film recommendation, and I promise you, the Halliwell's Odyssey is coming back uh, next week for sure. And I know what film it's going to be. I'm not going to tell you, okay? But until then, I'm going to tell you to go and watch Blowout. Uh, it's a Brian Obama thriller with uh, John Travolta. And I love it because it's all about editing, like sound editing. Uh, basically, a guy who records sound, you know, he's a sound recordist for crap like, you know, B-movie horrors in the 80s, like slasher films. And he records a real murder, what he thinks is a real assassination. And he's trying to, like, figure the whole thing out. It's good. It's a good film. I recommend that. And uh, if you've already seen that, and I've already recommended it, but I've forgotten, then I would suggest you go and watch... Uh, all of the Look Who's Talking films back to back. In fact, get free screens and watch them all at the same time. And then you can go, oh, maybe I can make movies. And it will make you believe in yourself again. Okay? Uh, this has been good. Spread the word. Please leave a review on iTunes or wherever you can. A good one. Um, if it's a bad one, then I will hunt you down. Um, that would be great. Spread the word. Send it out. Love you all. Stay safe. Don't let the bastards grind you down. And let's do this again sometime.